Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey guys, Alan here. This week's podcast is a recording of a hot seat I did with one of our incredible clients, Martina Rogers, within the Elevate program. I normally don't share content from within the program, but this one is so powerful that I just felt I had to share it with you guys, and you're going to learn so much from it. Martina is head of food operations at the Aviva Stadium. She is very, very busy, as you can imagine. She also has a young daughter, and between all of that, she still managed to lose almost three stone. So there's loads of advice in this incredibly inspiring story, but also loads of little nuggets on how you can manage time to still move forward and lose weight and get in great shape so sit back enjoy and if you're inspired by this conversation get in touch with me afterwards if you feel like elevate might be the right program for you okay team very excited for this session so we have got the one and only martina rogers in the hot seat tonight she's done absolutely incredible work with us on elevate she's been a joy to work with i have to say so i am super pumped for this i'm not going to go too deep into her story she's going to tell you a little bit about that herself i want you guys to take as much as you can from it i know you're going to get loads of inspiration you're probably going to get loads of advice as well because she's figured out a lot of stuff and i even see her dropping knowledge bombs in the group and helping people out which is absolutely incredible so take away whatever you can you're absolutely learning from somebody who's been through the whole process us here and has just done amazing amazing stuff so um yeah i'm gonna bring her straight on in because i know she's probably sitting here nervously and probably just wants to get started martina how are you yeah i'm good i'm not too bad thanks Alan. good i'm nervous but here. yeah all right <laughs> uh, you'll be okay you'll be okay when you get started once you get the first five minutes we're not too bad you know you kind of get to like us after a while um <laughs> Let's just get straight into it, Martina, because I know there's a lot of people here that want to hear your story and that as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, where you're from, what your kind of life looks like work-wise, you know, and family-wise, that sort of thing. Yeah, so um, I'm from Dublin um, and I uh, work at the Viva Stadium. So I look after all match day and non-match day catering and hospitality. Uh, and I'm actually sitting here at the moment in the stadium uh, for those who are looking behind me. Um, we have a big match on Saturday, so that's keeping me a little bit busy at the minute. Um, I uh, uh, live and I've grown, grown up in Dublin. I've been there my whole life. I have a husband and a little girl at home. She turns three next week, actually. Um, and and yeah, I mean, that's kind of my my personal story, I guess, in a bit of a nutshell. OK, cool. So you're pretty busy, to be fair. Yeah, I'm kept going. A little bit, sure. a little bit, a little bit. So I want to just start at the beginning, Martina, and I just want to get a little bit of an insight into what life was like for you before you joined the program, or effectively, like, why did you reach out and ask for help? What was the trigger, or like, how were you feeling? What was going on for you at that stage? Um, so I I had my little girl in 2020, literally just, just as lockdown was happening. And I returned to work in January 2021 and COVID was still going on. And, you know, I was able to, we had matches going on behind closed doors. So I, I sat to come to work, but we were on a very restricted um, workforce. Uh, things were just crap. I mean, things are crap in general for everyone, weren't they? So I kind of very much had to get in on top of me and, and, and uh, I turned to food for comfort eating really. And I just gained so much weight and I was in a very bad place. And, I remember that first half of the year when I returned to work, I found it really difficult because um, I just got into this really bad habit and rut of taking the same route to work every day. And they had these, um, which are still very popular now, the drive-through coffee, you know, crates, mm. coffee, coffee containers. And I ended up going in there every morning, getting my coffee, an almond croissant, you know, and 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 then you were going to the local retail shop to get your food. And, and I mean, I, I've worked in food my entire life 
So I, I know food, I know about it, I know how it works. And yeah, I was not doing the right things that I should have been doing or eating the right food that I shouldn't eat. And I wasn't preparing anything because most of my life was spent around working at work. And then when I got home looking after my little girl and things just came to a head. And I think, I'm trying to remember, you came recommended on a, a Facebook group that I was in actually. It was a Mums in Ireland Facebook group. Somebody oh, had put up that they wanted to, yeah, somebody put up that they wanted yeah, to lose weight and could anyone recommend anyone. And, and I had tried lots of different variations of diets in the past. I had, uh, my weight had yo-yoed a lot over the years. And I'd, I'd also uh, done some like kind of dodgy diets for one for a description, like keto and things like that. Yeah, you get a quick fix solution and it does work for a short period of time, but then you just gain it all back on again. So it's not, it wasn't conducive. And I knew that's not the route that I wanted to go down. I wanted to make a lifestyle change. Okay. And you came recommended. Um, and I remembered when I, I had that phone call with you, which was in June, 2021. And I'd let it drag on. I think you were, your recommendation came up around April and it took me two months to pluck up the courage to reach out to you via uh, Facebook. Wow. I think it was uh, on, online. I actually reached out to your website originally. Mm. Um, and we spoke and I remember actually I was sitting down in, in the IRFU suite uh, looking out at the pitch and I spoke to you that day. Uh, and I remembered I, I, I did everything and held everything together on that call because uh, I was crumbling inside. I was a mess. Um, my confidence was horrendous. I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror anymore. I was wearing clothes that I don't even know what they were. They were every form of baggy or stretchy pants that were going, you know, wasn't certainly wasn't wearing anything that would have given me any confidence or, or would have liked about myself. And I became very conscious that um, I became a mum later in life. I was 42 when I had my little girl. I'm 45 now. And I guess I started to think, God, I want to be around for her. I want, I want to be fit and healthy. I want to be around for as long as I possibly can. And that's really what triggered all the other things as well. But that is really what triggered the phone call ultimately to you at that point. Amazing. I love the honesty in that. I really appreciate it because I know something you've said there actually really resonated. It's that sometimes it's really, really hard to ask for help. And I think that's nearly the hardest part of the whole process sometimes for a lot of people and I, I would see it especially a lot with people who are highly driven and achieve a lot in other areas you nearly put this expectation on yourself that I should be able to do it myself like if I have everything else sort of why can I not do this and then even like that it, it, even sometimes the ego nearly plays a part you're going I don't want to ask for help I know I should be able to do it like in theory it's quite easy and then you're going but it's not happening you know um so like that's the first thing and then you're saying to me like there's a lot of stuff around you know not being comfortable with clothes that you're wearing and different things like that what's the knock-on effect of that like do you find yourself maybe avoiding having pictures taken or pulling back from social things or something like that do you know it's funny I I, I looked for a photo of me pre-calling you that wasn't just maybe my face you know that wasn't it where you know you kind of stuck your neck out to make yourself look a little bit thinner <laughs> I was actually looking for a full length body photo of myself before the ones that I had to send you but I couldn't find one and the reason why I couldn't find one is because I refuse to get, I clearly refuse to get into pictures. All of my photos of me and my little girl are me and her like close up with each other, uh, you know, mm. from when she was up until uh, her christening nearly, which was the end of that summer of 21. So yeah, I, I, I clearly had very much shied away from, from pictures where anything that beyond my face was shown was in them. And I wasn't comfortable with having them. Um, and, and I do think that um, COVID had a big knock on to all that as well, you know, because you're kind of in your bubble and you, and you think, because I think you're not around, I have a brutally honest sister and you're not around people all the time. She'd be the one who tells you, you know, oh, you've put weight on, you need to sort yourself out. Well, I hadn't seen her as often as it normally would be. So you're not getting that, you know, you're not in those social interactions. And I think that kind of had a bit of a knock on as well. But 
yeah, I just, no photos, kept away from people in general um, for reasons other than just COVID. Um, and it's kind of sad a little bit when I look back on that because I don't have pictures of Keely with just the two of us, maybe me holding her and, and from a far distance back. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, any like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, it just shows the impact of it because I think people take this stuff for granted. They go, oh, I'm going to lose a few pounds. But like a lot of time people are just putting on a front and they're going, ah, it's not that important. You need to lose a few pounds. But like it, it actually is when you actually look at things like that where you're going, I don't have pictures from back when she was younger and whatever. Like, and it, it is, it's, it's sad. Like, but I love that you have taken ownership and come out the other side and like absolutely thriving now. I think it's absolutely incredible. But I guess like it, it's just it really highlights to me the nearly kind of inner battle that's going on within yourself at times like that because I'm sure you're going like I would love to be in pictures with her I'd love to have that time I'd love to be able to do all that but then there's another part of you going I don't want to see pictures of myself like that like it's that kind of inner conflict isn't it yeah definitely it is and you know when when it's you know when I suppose look for anyone who's a parent you know you want those memories you want those pictures you know so there is I mean don't get me wrong I've got them but I just don't there's a lot more of my husband with her holding him in her, in her arms and normally, normally because the woman is the one taking all the pictures or doing all the organizing but yeah there's a lot more with him than there would be with me yeah okay and you mentioned confidence as well do you mind if we dig a little bit deeper on that like how how was that at the time or like how how are you feeling if you can just take a moment to put yourself back in your shoes of when we had that call how are you feeling at that moment oh, do you know i'll be honest there was times where i was embarrassed standing in front of people and I mean standing in front of people so my role I'm in contact with a lot of people very large numbers of people a lot um now obviously during at that time particularly around about June of of 21 now we were opening back up again people were allowed um to 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 start you know uh, attending fixtures again in limited numbers but they were but I had to attend a lot of client meetings and I was embarrassed in those client meetings because I had to you know, present myself as a, a as a brand and on behalf of my company um, to to stakeholders in the RFU and the FEI and the stadium. And you just kind of don't feel like you're looking your professional self. And if you're not, you don't feel like you're looking your professional self, you don't feel like you're delivering your professional self. And I knew that that was something that, I mean, you know, apart from all the personal things, my work was affected then by that. And that had to stop because I've spent a long time building my reputation my career and I, ha- I had to address that as well so that was that was the real confidence kicker for me I think because uh, there's if there's one thing that I've always been secure in my life is around my career and when I was feeling uh, embarrassed going into meetings because of how I looked yeah that wasn't good and I think that's something to take the focus off where you want it as well because you want to be fully focused on your presentation or on your meeting you don't want to be thinking about what am I looking like or have an anxiety around what am I going to wear for the two days beforehand or pulling yeah. clothes or whatever. You just want to be able to put your focus on where it needs to be. And another thing I'd love to get your insight on as well is one thing I see quite a lot, especially with parents, because, you know, you're, it's like all the time has to be given to the kids, all of the energy, all the focus. But what can happen is we can nearly just put ourselves down that list of priorities as well. And then you end up, you know, kind of out of shape, low on confidence, energy levels, maybe not so good. And you can actually nearly end up in a body that you don't even recognize anymore. And it's like, I'm not that comfortable in it. And I sometimes think there's nearly a sense of loss of identity as much as anything else that you're kind of looking back and you're going, I want a little bit of the old Martina back as well. Yeah, definitely can relate to that. I mean, I think I said that at the the start, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't recognize myself. Um, It's funny, somebody, somebody did recently say to me in work, and thankfully I've worked as a person a long time and I trust them, so I I, I don't mind that they did say to me, but they did see a picture of me probably 
um, just before, well, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't mean just before I got pregnant, maybe a while before I'd gotten pregnant as well, because I was still carrying, I, I carried weight then, I, I lost some weight before I got pregnant, but then I was carrying, carrying a bit of weight prior to that. And the phrase they used was, Martina, you look like you've eaten yourself. You were that big, you know, and, and, and like it was done in a jokey, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. not mean way, but it just brought realization to how I looked before I went on this journey, you know, and, hmm. and, and the difference that it's made in me as well, you know, since then. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that, because we have looked at the side of it before you signed up and how you were feeling and what was going on for you. As we sit here today, how are you feeling now? How has life changed? What's different? You know, I've said it to you before, and I know there's a lot of new people in the group, and and I mean it. I mean, I can't, I can thank you enough for the change that you've made in my life or helped me make in the change in my life. Um, I'm so much more happier in the skin that I'm in. I'm so much more confident. Um, my relationships are much better um, because of how good I feel about myself. So my relationships with my husband, my relationship with my family, like I was finding myself being very snippy and short at people as well. Now, don't get me wrong, I was also a new mom with not great sleep at nighttime because a young child, but I knew that that wasn't what it was all down to. Um, because your mindset changes as well. Your mindset changes when, when you start to feel good about yourself again and you start to realize, actually, you know, this is the old Martina. This is who Martina used to be, you know, everything about the journey that I've been on has meant that I'm delivering much more successfully now in every aspect of life, professionally, personally, you know, it, it, it's touched every part of me. Um, and, you know, even though I went through quite a tough time last year, everything that I learned from you during the last year and a half, nearly two years in June that, that, that I've been working with you enabled me to make sure that I didn't go on a car crash with that you know that I didn't go off the rails and that I didn't um uh forget the journey that I was on uh, and I think everything that that I have been through has enabled me to make sure that I can do that and I can it's like a, it's become a lifestyle change that's really for me it's a massively a lifestyle change I have a lot more energy silly little things this is a big building anyone who's been to the view stage knows it's big uh easiest way to get around on the match day is up and down flights of staircases oh my god the difference and you think about you don't it, they're, they're not things you think about at the time when you're on this journey but now when I I'm running up and down those flights of stairs it, it means nothing to me there's no real loss of breath and there's no you know it's just easily done it's the the energy levels are so different and and the amount of energy and time physically now that I can have with my little girl we you know we, we go swimming every weekend on a Sunday she has swimming lessons and I go into the pool with her and um, you know, and that would have been something that I would have been very embarrassed about prior, previously because of how I looked, not anymore. Um, and, and, you know, we go to soft play centers and I'm, I'm the one up in the slide where coming down to the soft play center because I have the energy that I didn't used to have. Um, I'm much more organized than I used to be. Always kind of was organized in my work life, but I'm probably more organized in my personal life now, which was something that I was really poor at, if I'm being honest. Um, and I definitely think that comes down to planning, preparing, and that's just then filters out into the rest of my life and my mental health is a lot better that's probably the massive one yeah okay and in what way there's just a lot more positivity about how I think about things and how I look at things you know it's it, I think in the past certainly around the time that I was speaking to you in the early stages of journey and before that journey everything would have been quite negative everything I always would have saw the bad in things or looked at the wrong you know looked into things in a way that they weren't meant, but I always would see the negativity in them. Whereas now I don't, and I don't let things that that potentially 
can be negative effect by mental health in the same way, the way that they use it. Don't get me wrong. God, I have stressful times, I have stressful mm-hmm. moments. Of course I do. But I've learned to channel that stress better now. And some of that is down to the fact that I, I sleep better. Not always, but a toddler, anyone who's kids will know that your sleep is not always perfect. <laughs> but I get more quality sleep because I'm stressing less about certain things. Um, you know, I, I've learned to compartmentalize things better. So I'm, I've become much better at kind of shutting work down and going home and home becomes home time, not work time. Um, because I, I work quite long hours anyway. And um, so it's important that I switch off. But everything that I've learned in the last year and a half has enabled me to be able to do this. I, it's not something that I would have done beforehand. Incredible, incredible. I think there's a lot in that and it's exactly everything you're saying, like time management for sure. But I also think like when you start getting in shape, you have to be disciplined to do that and you have to be disciplined with your time and you have to have boundaries in place. And like all of these things then filter over into other aspects of your life because you learn, like I always think, training getting in shape and life there's a huge amount of parallels like it's the same rules and when you start doing them in one area and you're seeing success in it then you start to go oh this is actually the same over here as well and you go i just need to enforce a little bit of that as well um and and look everything you're saying is is making complete sense and i think i actually said to you recently one of the things i was really really proud of you for was last year because you had a really really tough year and to me to come through it and like you never went backwards like there was never a case where I was going Martini you've put on a stone and a half what the fuck's going on here like that (laughs) didn't happen you know like you you didn't go backwards at all and and okay there was times where you weren't moving forward but we're going okay we're absolutely okay where we are like the priorities need to be somewhere else right now and then we start moving forward again so I think that was absolutely massive so just to to kind of clarify that one for you as well I thought that was incredible and that was to me nearly as big a win as, as anything that you've achieved so far you know yeah, yeah, and no, I agree. And and um, so I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I my dad passed away in January last year. Um, and he, I mean, look, he'd had cancer for a few years, but at, by the time he when he did pass away, it was quite sudden towards the end, and it was incredibly challenging. Um, I mean, anyone who's lost any anyone who's close to them knows how difficult that can be. Um, but while, as Alan said, I didn't necessarily progress. When I mean progress, I didn't. There was a lot of times during last year where my weight didn't move much, um, but also move much backwards. It never went forwards either. I didn't gain weight. Um, a lot of it became maintenance. And the only reason why that happened is because I, I, I continued to implement a lot of the tools um, that Alan had taught me, you know, things like journaling, things like ensuring that you are putting that time in for your, for your training um, and you're running, so I, running is kind of the, the piece of training that I that I enjoy the most, um, you know, and and, and it, what became a big goal for me then as a result of that was a women's mini marathon, um, which I uh, I completed and, and raised a lot of money for charity, uh, for the Irish Cancer Society out of it. So, so yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, I, I spoke with Alan in January and I hadn't really looked at maintaining as being an accomplishment, but I think because of how challenging the year was that I had last year, when I realized, and you know, he, he's kind of touched off there, it is quite an accomplishment. So I'm quite proud because in the past I would have just went, fuck it, and gone back on the food and gone back on all the bad habits that I would have had previously, you know? Okay. So my next question to you was your three biggest wins. So I'm guessing that's probably a couple of them there anyway, is it? Yeah. So look, my, and I, I'm fairly certain everyone says the same thing. My first biggest win was my first 5K. Uh, like that was um, huge for me. Um, when I spoke to Alan on the phone in June, it was like the third week of June, it was only summer's day. 
and Alan started talking about doing a program for me and he said okay so we'll do a bit of weights and I was like great I like weights that resistance I love that and he said now we're going to run I went um no can we just do the weights and he was like no you're going to run uh, I'd never run in my life and I remembered that first week where I had the <clears throat> I think it was a minute on and three minutes walks so a minute running and three minutes walking mm. and I did that three times in the one go and I remembered I thought I was going to die at the end of that 60 seconds. And I literally had, instead of doing like your, your step count, I was had my stopwatch on to see when I was going to be in that 60 seconds. Six weeks later, I ran 5K. So that was, yeah, I mean, first K, is, it, it's, it is. It's one of those moments, I think, anyone who takes money from a running, it's it's a big, super proud achievement. Yeah, that what, what's that point. feeling like? What's that feeling uh, like? It was amazing. And I, I ran it in the, the park. There's a small park literally across from my house. And it was a summer, it was summer, summertime, it was the end of July. And it was a really sunny day. And I remembered taking the photo of my selfie afterwards and the sun was shining. I mean, I literally was jumping around the park. I think people thought I was a bit mad when I finished the 5K and I hit that 5K. So yeah, it was, it is a super feeling when you hit that first 5K. Cause I don't think you ever think you're actually going to do it. Mm. As in when you had laid out the plan for me, I was like, I am never going to get, I couldn't, I couldn't run for 60 seconds. How am I going to run 5K? Never in a million years thought I was going to do that. And so to do that, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I was delighted with that achievement. Um, the Women's Mini Marathon was huge. Let's just finish on that oh, sorry. one. Because <laughs> I, I know there's also going to be people listening to this back and they're probably going to be in the position that you are starting off and they're going, how did she do that? You know, how did she even get to 5K? Um, and they're going to go, no more than you were saying there, they're going to go, I could never do that. I could never do it. So I just want to stress, like most important thing is breaking it down. Like we don't just throw you in and like go do a 5K <laughs> and rotate it. Like it's one step at a time. I think that's the most important thing. Um, so I was going to ask you for three, three of your biggest wins or things that you're most proud of. So number one, I've got the the first 5k what else have we got the women's mini marathon that was huge for me um and it was very personal as i said so um i again apart from never run 5k i'd never run 10k so you know i was kind of going oh god however hit that level and and bear in mind so <clears throat> towards the end of of um the first year that i was with alan so towards the end of 2021 was when my dad was getting sicker and sicker so uh, my time for training wasn't always available. Um, and then when he passed away in January, I did, I, I, to be fair to Alan, he was great. He gave me all, all the space I needed. And I, and I, I came, I, I stepped back until about the end of February. And then Alan built a new program for me from March. Um, and uh, I, I effectively nearly had to start running again. Like, I, I think if I'm right, Alan, you started me about 3K when we I went started. Back a nice bit, yeah. Yeah, um, and and built me up to 10k, and it was great. Um, unfortunately, the week before the mini marathon, I got a chest infection, and I had a GP telling me you can't run that race. And I said, there is no way I'm not running that race. If I have to walk it, I'll walk it, but I'm I'm going to run it. And I did run it. I'll be full honesty. There was one kilometer, that kilometer where you go up by the flyover, that I did have to stop because it was lashing rain that day, and it was horrible, miserable, damp day. It was in June, like typical. Um, but when I crossed that finish line, wow, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was such a buzz. And um, I've gone and signed myself back up to it again this year. So. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. You're never back. Um, no. I know. You I know. know. I can't back out now. I know. Um, and then the, like, I mean, I kind of have, you said three. Look, the weight loss kind of, I can, think. Can, can, I, can, I, can I just stop Sorry? you for one second again, yeah. Martina? Because I want to just delve into one other point on that as well on the mini marathon that I think is really, really important. It really highlights to me, and I speak a lot about the importance of knowing your why. 
And like when you say to me, they're like, I had gone back to 3K, like to get to 10K, I'm going to put it out there. I feel it was because the why was really, really, really important to you. Like if it yeah. wasn't, I don't think that would have happened. Like if it was like, oh, just, yeah, I kind of want to do it, but you know, so would you agree with that? Like, I think it's that emotional thing that was there where you go, I have to do yeah. it for my dad. And I know you then signed up to raise funds for the Irish Cancer Society as well. Wasn't the Irish Cancer Society it was? Yeah, it was. And it yeah. was just over 3,000 that I raised. Yeah. So it was wow. huge. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, and I think when you've got something like that behind you, that actually means a lot to you and you're very connected to your, why you're doing it. It just changes the game. Would you agree? yeah definitely I mean it was a very powerful why for me I mean I'd even go as far as say it was a more powerful why for me doing that than maybe even starting the weight loss journey that I'd started on um just because I I think probably you know I I'd man I told my dad at Christmas time um which was about two weeks before he passed away that I was I was going to do the women's mini marathon so I'm glad I got to tell him that you know so he awesome. you know I mean I look he was there at me as I crossed the line as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was such a big deal. Yeah. You're a star. You're an absolute star. Give me, give me your third biggest win. Um, the weight loss one, I'm not going to put down. It is a win, but it's kind of like a side effect of all the other wins, if that makes mm. sense. Um, but change in mindset, that mm. is a massive win, I think, because, and I were touching it, you know, a, a few minutes ago. Um, but it's all about, um, just how you change how you do things and look at things and approach things and um and not let things get in on top of you and 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 different ways that you can channel your emotions your stress or or just day-to-day -day life to have that mindset just to be different you know and 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 being able to be confident about yourself because of that you know so that 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 for me was huge is the change in mindset as well Oh, I love that. Absolutely incredible. And it's a whole knock on effect. Like once you start thinking differently, you have a different perspective on things. And that's also to me, the biggest game changer and creating long-term change for people as well. Because I think like everybody comes in and they think it's just about food or training. I'm going, it's not like the stuff that changes lives is the mindset side of things. So I love that you're saying that. One other thing I just want to ask you, because I know an awful lot of people watching this back or listening back to it are all thinking the same thing in their head. How much weight did she lose? And I know we're not completely focused on the scales. And for me, it's a byproduct, as you mentioned, but we probably better <laughs> tell them. <laughs> It's almost three stone. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely so, incredible. Life changing yeah. stuff. Okay. <laughs> so at this juncture, I'm going to take a little bit of a pause because you probably need a breath. You might need a little glass of water. And um, guys, will you pop in the chat for me? What's been your biggest takeaway so far? What has stood out for you? Are you enjoying the call so far? Any key lessons, any key takeaways, any key yeah. insights? Um, drop it in the chat, please. And thanks. Um, and then we're going to come back with just a few little tips and lessons that Martina, Martina is going to share with you guys as well, which will be absolutely powerful. So pop in the chat for me. Her honesty. Yep. Honest as the day is long. That's one thing in Elevate. We have a, we have a, we have a no dickheads rule. We only take in great people. <laughs> and um, yeah, like we're, we're very upfront. And that's the one thing that you will see even within our Facebook community and everything, like really, really honest. Everybody just kind of puts it out there as it is. And I suppose that probably comes from me at times as well. I, the guys will tell you, I don't sugarcoat things sometimes, but sometimes that's what's needed, isn't it? Um, inspirational and honest. Yeah, I love it. What else have we got, guys? Pop in the chat for me. Great wins, Martina. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Anybody else, anybody else picking anything up? I think one of the biggest things that's coming forward for me is just like the longevity where it's 
bouncing back all the time and even when challenges are thrown at you she's still showing up every single day like Martina's been with us for almost two years now and that to me like it, it I always speak about long term and that's what it is it's every single day showing up showing up showing up being consistent and like if you look at Martina's journey there's been no massive jumps it's been steady 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 all the way and that's why she's got ultimately to where she wanted to be um yeah not all about weight loss 100 okay some great some great shares coming in there are you going to crack on Martina yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my next question for you then is just if you could maybe share with the guys through your kind of three biggest tips or lessons around mindset, because I know you mentioned that as one of the things that was really, really important for you. Anything you'd share with the guys there? Journaling is very powerful. So I, I was not a journaler. I'm not a diary writer. I'm not, I'm not, I've never been somebody who kind of wrote things down. And I remembered even in the early days, you, you had talked about it a good bit, Alan. And I was like, mm, I was quite reluctant. I, I don't know if I was maybe afraid of the honesty of it. I'm not, I'm not really sure why, but it took me a little while to get to journaling. And actually it was just after the live events in Sligo that I started journaling. And, um, I, and I've kept it, I've continued to keep it quite simple. Um, this is just for me. So I'm, I can only talk about what I've done, but I write down at the end of every night, three things that I am grateful for that have happened that day. I keep it very specific. So not like, well, I'm grateful for my health. I mean, today I'm going to write that I'm grateful that I got an opportunity to tell my story tonight to, to other people in the group. Um, I had a lovely coffee this afternoon with um, a colleague of mine um and i managed to uh close out a big work loop so they're my three specifics for today some of them can be you know bigger than that some of them can be very small but i think journaling has really helped me particularly during the really tough times after my dad had passed away in the last year and it's helped me i went off track a little bit with journaling um around kind of november last year because it's such a busy time for me and actually since we regrouped in january and and reset you know, my, my journey again, I have gone back to journaling and I can see the difference that it makes. So yeah, journaling is very powerful and, and, and I'd highly recommend it. it. And it doesn't have to be writing your entire story down. Yeah. Even something as simple as the three little specific things in a day that you're grateful for yeah. is good. 100% and that's the thing that switches mindset because I do feel like an awful lot of time people come in and they go oh I need a better mindset I need to be in a better mindset and they think they should be able to think their way out of it or like they should just be able to go okay I'm going to decide to have a better mindset and go, but you have to work at it like it's it's like you said there is journaling it's writing these things down every day because you're bringing awareness now to what's good in your life you're bringing awareness to the things that you're grateful for and that have made something good happen in your day and then you start to see those things an awful lot more whereas if you don't bring awareness you're probably only looking at what did I not do today and then you're yeah. ultimately going oh jesus you know and um, so I, I think that's absolutely incredible and i love that you have you have taken on the the bit of journaling because i know myself how powerful it is and one other thing i'd say as well guys is one thing i use it for is just a bit of a brain dump sometimes if i'm feeling really really overwhelmed and i'm like there's so much going on at work and there's so much going on in my personal life and i don't know what's happening i'm not going to be able to sleep at night i literally get the pen and paper out and i will just start writing whatever's in my head and like sometimes you could come out with two pages of absolute shit to be honest but it doesn't matter because it's out of your head and that's where it needs to be so and um, yeah i love i love that number one on the mindset tips is journaling and um, number two know your own journey and i think that is so important um when I joined Elevate First, um, uh, you know, I remembered going on to the Facebook group and being so intimidated by seeing some people's posts on a daily basis. And I'm going, how are people doing 20,000 steps on a daily basis? I cannot do that many steps. 
and then feeling very disheartened and frustrated. And and I remember listening to I'm trying to think was it one of your podcasts or was it one of your um you know your videos the intro videos that you have on your mm. um your Facebook um, the Elbe page. And there was a sentence that you said that stood out and it's become a bit of a mantra for me. I now use it in work and everything with my team. Comparison is the thief of joy. And do not compare your journey to anyone else's. Everyone is on a different journey. They're at different stages of their journey. Their lifestyles are different. They'll have different reasons why they're on the journey. Know and own your own journey and follow it and don't compare yourself to other people. And when you find yourself slightly doing that, remember that it's going to take away from the great thing that you're doing yourself and what you're achieving so that sentence was always quite powerful for me comparison is a thief of joy and, and I think that oh, was God, that's, one of the best piece of advice I think that you've ever given throughout and, the and, I, and I think you I, I think you've just given the guys <laughs> one of the best pieces of advice they're ever going to hear I think that's absolutely incredible that is so powerful Martina um, and just like please come back to guys we're all here to support each other encourage each other but no two people are the same we've all got different circumstances we've all got different lives if you're comparing somebody else that's on their journey you're comparing apples and oranges they're not the same okay so exactly Martina has said your own journey and that's it and and yes get as much support around you everybody's loving that in the chat <laughs> yeah absolutely love it i think that was really really powerful so number three on mindset martina goal setting so important yeah. um <clears throat> and they've got to mean something you know you can't just write down and, and i know you said it before but you can't just write down i want to lose weight but that's not really a goal what is the goal and you have to have a date by which you want to do it and i think make your do do don't make the goal too far in advance that'll say oh that's just ages away so you're never going to go to achieve it so you've got to make them measurable you've got to make it something that you know that is meaningful to you and that you want to achieve and I would I would recommend for me certainly it helped I used to put my goals I still do up in my fridge drawer so I would see them all the time uh, whenever uh, I would go to the fridge so I knew what they were and revisit them constantly because they're going to change you know and I think uh, I mean I I now revisit my goals probably every three months because they do change um and and write them down so important and revisit them and make sure that you set measurable targets for yourself that you can commit to yeah absolutely 100 and even like you've been killing it over the last probably seven or eight weeks and like we did a call back when was it january and we Mm. set a very very clear goal and since then, and we're like on the same page and we're going, well, that's the target. And it's going to be done by the 31st of March because your busy season is coming in then afterwards. So like we've got a specific number. We've got a specific date that we're working towards. And ever since that call, like I just feel like your levels have gone boom. Like they've been way up there. Would you agree? Yeah, probably not the last couple of weeks for how sick I've been. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, they have. But it's 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 funny. Like you, you feel... And that's the lovely thing about the community that I think we have in Elevate. You you feel a sense of um, loyalty and and responsibility to the people who are also in Elevate with you. You know, I mean, if I've set those goals and I'm 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 in the group, I, I want to be delivering. I want to be posting. I want to be talking. I want to be supporting everyone in it as well. And I think when you do that, that gives ownership to you and the goals that you set for yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I think the live events kind of play into that as well, don't they? When you get to yeah. actually meet people and you get to know them face to face. Love the live events. Love and the, the class. Ha- 
Can't wait. <laughs> I'm staying the night before, by the way. I've booked my room now and everything. Oh, it's going to be unreal. It's going to be absolutely unreal. I can't wait. I've been chatting to Jerry even over the last couple of days as well. I know he's both work. Dave is the same. Dave can't wait to get her. So it's just going to be, it's going to be an incredible day. I know it is. Um, yeah, everybody's saying the same in the chat. It's the team, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's a team effort. And that's the most important thing. I always feel like what's lacking for an awful lot of people is actually support and accountability. They think it's knowledge around food or whatever, but a lot of time it's actually not. But um, yeah, I love that you're bringing awareness to that. So three biggest lessons around mindset or tips that Martina has just shared. Number one was journaling. Number two was know your own journey. And number three was goal setting. I absolutely love the know your own journey one. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Martina, can you maybe have a little look for us around food? So maybe three tips or biggest lessons that you would take from the food side? Because I know you've worked in food for all your life anyway, so there's a lot of knowledge there anyway. But what would you share with us in relation to kind of your weight loss journey around food? So, I mean, look, planning and prepping your food is very important. And I, I know you talk about that a lot, as does Sinead when, she, when she's posting the group. And, and I think anyone who's been in um, previous house seats has talked about that as well. That is important. The big one for me was doing a shopping list. Okay. I was one of those people who went to the supermarket and walked around with a trolley and went, oh, what do I need today? And started putting stuff in. And then you get to the checkout and you realize... Oh, okay. The sufferer probably shouldn't have my trolley, but sure, I'm here now. I'll just get it. You know, oh, and then you need those wagon wheels. <laughs> the wagon wheels could have been left out. Like, <laughs> so the shopping list has just been, and I mean, I know it's such a cliche because when I was a kid, my mum used to write out a shopping list. I went shopping with her all the time, you know. So it is a cliche, but write a shopping list. And and what I've started to do, even quite recently in the last seven to eight weeks, is I'm really looking at recipes and dinners that I'm cooking well in advance and when I look at what I want to cook in the week I do a shopping list so I, I make sure it's a shopping list specific to those meals and that's what I'm buying so you know the shopping list is so important <laughs> I just can't stress that enough it just stops you from putting stuff in the trolley that doesn't need to be in there so I think that that that's quite important 100%. And I think you're you're probably going to find as well, you save yourself quite a few quid too. Like people yes. say, well, healthy eating is expensive. I go, well, it's expensive if you keep buying all the junk food along with it, you know? Exactly. Um, another big tip around food is experimenting with your meals. You know, I think sometimes we have a tendency, and, and I'm not for a second saying don't eat the same meals if, if you've got a set plan and you eat the same meals every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's fine. But maybe experiment with the different sauces that you can put with it, the different flavors that you can put with it. Uh, I've recently started um, looking at a lot of plant-based options. So I've kind of removed a lot of uh, meat protein and I've added in um, plant-based protein into my meals. Uh, now, a lot of that is, is, is not just down to um, obviously the, the change in, in, in my journey that I've been on for the last seven weeks, but also um, from a sustainability point of view, I've been looking at it, you know, I mean, we're, we are in a different world. I've got a, a little girl. I, I want it to still be here when she gets a bit older. And if we keep eating red meat, it won't be, you know, <laughs> so anything that we can do. So I think experiment your meals, experiment your food and not be afraid to mess about with recipes and things like that. Just obviously avoiding that as cream and butter and as much as possible. Yeah. Stick to your tomato based uh, options and and that'll be uh, that'll be quite good. But I think when you experiment with your food a little bit, it keeps food interesting rather than it being the same meal all the time because yeah, yeah. when you have that all the time you just feel right I'm just gonna have something else instead and that's yeah. something else kind of being a pizza from Domino's which you don't mm. have yeah 100% no 100% um, and like I always think as well like that actually just keeps the fun aspect to it as well you know and it actually and you're probably even learning as well because you're probably trying different recipes and you're going oh, yeah. I'm actually might have any go with that it keeps it fresh in your brain what's your third biggest tip for us around food give yourself the treat 
Yeah. Now I'm not saying every day of the week, give yourself the treat. Um, but you know, the I think the 80-20 rule is really important. And I think that if you fully deprive yourself or or make yourself feel bad or guilty about having something that perhaps, okay, it's not in your meal plan, but by and large, you've stuck to your meal plan. I think that's where you're going to have an unhealthy relationship with food. And that's where you will just do the fuck it and then eat whatever you want. So I think don't be guilty that you've had the treat. Obviously don't go bonkers, but have the treat, you know, have the treat. And, and then if you do go bonkers, draw a line in the sand, forget about it and move on to the next day and start fresh. Yeah, and I absolutely. think that's really important. Oh, it's such a great shout that because again, I've been saying it a lot recently, but the people who do really, really well long-term to me, it's not that they don't eat junk food. It's that they have an ability to rein it back in quickly. It's not like that Friday has turned into a whole weekend and then suddenly it's Monday and it's another week and then they're way off track. It's more where you go, okay, do you know what? That wasn't really part of the plan. I hadn't even intended to do that, but it's done. I enjoyed it. Draw a line, move on. You yeah. know, it's the reaction to it. It's not actually the thing itself that's going to do the damage. It's the reaction to it. So I absolutely love that. I think it's an incredible share so just on your food just to recap so we have number one was planning and prep and doing a shopping list number two was experimenting with food and number three was give yourself the treat love it love it love it let's move on to training three biggest tips or lessons from your training do something that you love that's probably one of the biggest ones i mean if you'd asked me a couple of years ago would i have enjoyed running i'd have said not in a million years but it there's something quite liberating about sticking your headphones in and just going out and running and and I I'm a bit of a strange one I don't like treadmill running I've decided I've, I've tried it a few times I'm really not good at it really? uh, in fact my running times are worse on a treadmill than but I they are they're worse than a treadmill I'm just I, I don't know what it is with me uh, I much prefer I love the, I love the feeling of being outdoors the Same. wind the sun um even the rain I've ran in the rain as well um but because I love doing it, that's why I still do it. Don't get me wrong. There are days where I absolutely don't want to put those runners on and go out the door. But they're the days where you make yourself do it because there's a reason why you're doing it. But by and large, I do. I, I thoroughly enjoy running. And I, and I have found it a strange bedfellow, so to speak, because I would have never thought that I would have enjoyed it. I would have thought I would have much more preferred doing weights and high resistance training because that's what I had done previously in the past. Um, so I think it's important that you find something that you love and do it because if you don't love it you're just not going to do it and you won't keep up with it and you won't stick with it great shout and i think you have to be open to trying different things as well you know mm. and it's a perfect example because you from that first phone call is going i'm not running <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at you now Martina. <laughs> i know and i've recently taken rowing as well so we, we're doing yeah. rowing here in the stadium which is great and i'm i'm suddenly realized that i've loved rowing as well so oh, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying that so yeah you, you i think find something that you love doing yeah, like you just have to be open to trying different things. And I always think like, because you'll get a lot of people that say, oh, I'm not sporty or whatever. And I'll go, well, what have you tried? And it'll be like literally like two things and it'll be very mainstream things that maybe everybody else was doing or their friends were doing. I always think if you try 10 things, you will find one. Like you just have to put yourself out there and just like be willing to get out of the comfort zone and show up and try things. So incredible shout. Um, yeah, find something you enjoy. Second, second tip around training? Block the time out in your diary to do it. I mean, that... That was probably the hardest piece for me. And I'm sure it's probably the hardest for everyone. You know, we all have busy lifestyles. Um, we all have, you know, busy work, busy home life. Um, and, and I found when I got home in the evening, because I've got a little girl um, and, and her bedtime in the earlier days was about half seven. It's now between eight and nine o'clock. So she's going down that time where I can't get on to open office unless I'm working <laughs> like tonight. Um, 
you know, you then make the decision, well, do I want to go out and run at nine o'clock at night? And that's fine during the summer when it's nice and bright. I'm not overly comfortable running out that hour of the night when it's dark. Um, so I made a conscious decision to start blocking out time in my work diary to go for a run. Um, and, and I might have only gotten to it two to three times a week, or even if I got it twice a week during my work week, I knew I'd get another run in at the weekend, which was fine because I'd have the time at the weekend to do it. But I would block it out on a Sunday. I would literally just look at my diary and say, right, where are my two gaps in the week that I can block it out? And I treated it like a meeting. I wasn't available. I, it, people couldn't change it. it couldn't, nothing could happen. Um, I got that time for me. And I think that if you don't block it out, you kind of go day by day, hoping that you might get the time. You'll find that you either won't get the time or you'll find a way to make sure that you didn't get the time. Yeah. So I think that's the important thing. Yeah. It great, yeah. It's a great shout to say I'm treating it like a meeting and, and I do the exact same thing. I always say my training hour is not for sale. I don't care who's trying to get hold of me. I don't care if, if it's a client that wants a call. I don't care if it's somebody that's looking to join the program that wants a call. I'll give them alternative times. I go my hour. That's it. Nobody's getting it. And I think that is sometimes the attitude that you have to take to it. If you want to actually commit to having a routine in place, because otherwise it's going to end up sporadic. It's going to be like train once every four weeks and it just isn't going to work yeah. did you find that difficult to do at the start getting into that headspace of going I'm taking this hour for myself yeah I did I found it really difficult actually um because I, I, you know I, I have a team of 20 odd people that report into me and then I've got stakeholders and clients and and I was always at everyone's back and call so to to suddenly tell people that no I, I'm just not available at that time my diary is blocked and what was more interesting was my team knew the reason why my time was blocked out was because I was getting into my running gear and I was going for a run and they started to respect that, those boundaries. And, and, and they stopped looking to try and get that bit of my time. So it was very, it was hard at the beginning. It was much of a, of a education for me as it was for the team as well. Um, but I mean, I know you've gotten to meet a lot of my team because you did that team building day with, with them as well. And, and, you know, the, the, you know, they, they very much um, applaud what I do now. And actually, a lot of them do it themselves too. And I um, facilitate that for them. You know, I've I've one of my colleagues who does a Pilates class twice a week. And again, I facilitate that for her. So what I do for myself, I've allowed the rest of my team to do as well. So it's had that knock and effect and work and it's just got a better vibe because of it. Massive, yeah. And I know you even mentioned when we had our chat in January that some of your colleagues got on board with you over the next couple of months as well, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. We're doing our, our weigh-ins every second Tuesday. So uh, here in the States, Mass, yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's <laughs> oh, amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And there's a huge lesson there, guys, just for any of you listening and listening keenly. There's a huge lesson around boundaries. And it is so it's something I see a lot of you guys struggling with. So like, listen to what Martina is saying. You have to put those boundaries in place. You have to protect yourself. And I often think like I, I see a lot of people where they're struggling with boundaries and they're give, 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 give. But the only person that's actually suffering in the middle of it all is yourself. So you have to put those boundaries in place and go, well, this is actually a priority. And even with your fitness goals or your health goals, your weight loss goals, whatever it might be, it might not be the top priority but it does need to be in the top two or three. Like if it's way down in seventh place, it just doesn't happen. It has to be something you go, this is actually important to me. And it is something that, as Martina said, that you go, that's my hour. I'm putting it in there and it's non-negotiable. Okay. Yeah. Incredible. So just to recap, um, did I get three off you there around training? I have one more. I have one more. Yeah, (laughs) give me one more. Yeah, give me one more. Believe in yourself and trust the process. Um, And I guess where that comes from is they need to trust you Alan and they should because when you told me you were going to get me to run I went no I won't be able to do that but they need to believe 
that they can do it, if you believe that they can do it, they've got to believe that you're going to set them up on a journey to get to that ability to conduct that exercise. You're not going to suddenly send people out to lift weights or to, to run and they're going to injure themselves. You, you know what you're doing. So I think that's probably, for me, really important that they've got to trust that what you're setting for them is the right thing. And some of them might want to go at a pace that's much faster, but there's a reason why perhaps it's, it's not that fast. And they've got to trust why you've done it in those steps and stages. So I think that's really important. Oh, I think that's a great shout. It really is because I do see that quite a lot where like you're pacing people because it's appropriate to their level and you're going like, this is what you need right now. We'll still get your results. We'll develop it further as we go, but we're not throwing in at the deep end. And what you will sometimes see is people try to rush the process because it just, again, they're in the mindset of, I just want everything done as quickly as possible. I'm going, well, either you're going to end up injured, you're going to burn yourself out, or you might temporarily lose a lot of weight, but it's going straight back on. So like we're, we're ultimately looking to build you up for sustainability for life. And the biggest lesson I would take is the fact that Mercedes, Martina is sitting here two years later in the shape of her life and feeling amazing because she's talking at an appropriate pace rather than trying to just solve everything overnight. So yeah, incredible share. Three key takeaways from training were do something you love. The second one was block out time in your diary. And the third one was believe in yourself and trust the process, which is absolutely incredible. And you know what, guys, you mightn't even always believe in yourself initially at the start. But a phrase I come back to again is borrow my belief in you until you own it for yourself. That's the way I would probably phrase it to you, because I know you can do it and you don't need necessarily need to have everything figured out immediately. We will work on it together and it will get to a point where your belief in yourself starts to grow. Like Martina says, you hit that first 5K and suddenly you're starting to go, ah, oh, maybe it is possible. So, yeah, absolutely incredible share. Um, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. We've covered a lot of ground. Absolutely amazing. There's some just a lot of gold in that. So I hope people have been taking notes. Any other advice or anything that you'd like to share with the guys, Martina, or is everything covered? I think two main pieces. One for me is realize that this is a lifestyle change because, you know, I am sitting here nearly two years later and I haven't gone backwards and anything that I've committed to previously in the past has always been a short term win. And then the result was I would gain the weight back on or I'd stop being interested in whatever it was that I'd taken up. This for me has become a lifestyle change, but it's a manageable lifestyle change. And I think that is so important to realize that, that, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here, but it's about having all of those tools, the change in mindset, doing an exercise that you love, your relationship with food being better, that all comes together to go, actually, this is life now. This is, this is how I live. And, and it's, it's a great way to live, you know? So I think that that's one. And the second one is use the group so important um you know I, I love the facebook group um i probably haven't been as active in the last couple of weeks but but certainly i would have been i would have been the one that you see uh, posting every other day previously um but the group is so important and 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 i think it's really important that everyone helps each other supports each other not even that they should but i know they do i see it i see when i post up something and all the comments that i get i see when other people post up something and the comments that they get use the group and I think when you use the group it is invaluable because it is a support network like no other um that you don't get in a gym and you don't get with like a one-to-one -one personal trainer and that support network because we're all for want of a better description normal people um you know we're not fitness instructors we're all we're all just trying to achieve a goal or or go on this journey uh, and I think that the support and encouragement that we have for each other will enable us to achieve our goals greater or faster uh, i think that's incredible and again like one of the biggest things that i would see sometimes from the general public is 
I think they nearly have a bit of wariness in their head or they're going, oh, online coaching, I don't know about that. Like I need to see a personal trainer or whatever. But I think the biggest game changer for me, because I've obviously done both, I think the biggest game changer has just been having access to people every single day because then it becomes like so ingrained. It's over and over. It's repetition. It's every single day rather than like just meeting you twice a week and asking how your weekend was, you know, because ultimately we have the deeper conversations. And I think that is, it's this, it's the stuff that people need to hear with their, you know, even you've mentioned the change in mindset. I think that's because you're exposing yourself to an environment where you're hearing messages over and over and over and then you start yeah. to think differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, incredible stuff. That was absolutely epic. That was absolutely epic. Guys, we might open it up to a Q&A in a moment, but before that, will you just let me know your key takeaways? So since our last little break, so in the second half, what has stood out for you? Anything coming through for you? Have you enjoyed that? Let me know. I thought that was absolutely incredible. There's some real, real gold in that. So pop them in the chat for me. What's coming through for you? Give us a few key takeaways. I want to hear from everybody. I'll leave the chat open for about 30 seconds. Very enjoyable. Make time for me. Yeah, make time for, make time for yourself. Make yourself a priority. So, so important. If you want to achieve anything, you have to. You have to prioritize it. Where attention goes, energy flows. If it ain't a priority, it ain't going to happen. What else have we got, guys? Keep them coming. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Totally agree. You need to do something you love. Makes exercise so easy. Yeah, absolutely. Again, try things out. Don't be afraid. Don't feel like you have to do something just because it's what your friend does. Try things for yourself. Find what you enjoy. Anything else for us, folks? Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I want to hear from everybody. Yeah, loved it. Mindset, know your own journey, power of journaling. I thought know your own journey was class. Absolutely love that phrase. We're going to open it up to the floor, guys. If you have any questions for Martina, if you want to pick her brain, now is your chance. We'll give it about three minutes. So if you have any questions, type them in for me. Or if you want to, if you want to pop on, we can bring you on mic if you prefer. So yeah, just now is your chance. Ask Martina, the woman that's been through it all. I'm sure she's more than happy to share anything else that you want to know. I think we've probably covered a lot, to be fair. But um, yeah, blocking out time in the diary. Well done, Martina. Awesome. Any questions for us, guys? Just going to leave the chat box open for about 30 seconds. If we have questions coming in, we will get through hey, them. Martina, can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. Martina, um, when you started blocking out time in your diary for yourself, did you find that people um, were nearly insulted? <laughs> you know, that you were kind of... Yeah, they did. I mean, it, it, certainly in the early in the early part, when I first started doing it, they did, yeah. And, and yeah. it became a bit of a... Um, it was a it was a bit of an educational journey that I had to go on with my own team, um, but also with um, because you know I, I work at the stadium, but like I don't own the stadium. I've got key stakeholders here, and and they they need access to me quite frequently whenever they want to pick up the phone. And um, so it was even I, I created an educational piece for everyone around. These are the times, and what I actually what I started to do when I got into it a little bit more on a Sunday when I used to pick the, the two hours in the week where I was going to do the training, I would drop a note to the key people who would normally need most of my time to say, just as an FYI. And I, I didn't say I'm in a meeting or I'm busy. I said, this is the times I'm going for a run because it became so important for, for me that they understood what I was doing was making me a better person to be able to do the job that I do. Um, mm -hmm. And, and the nice thing about what's kind of come out of all that is, and it's probably the current climate that we're living in now as well. You know, we have a health and wellbeing committee here in work um, and a lot of that kind of helps feed into that. Um, and I champion quite a lot of that as well. So I think, um, 
yes, I mean, I, I, there's there's weeks in a year where I can work 80 hours a week, um, 90 hours a week due to the, the job that, that I do, particularly during, you know, certain times of the year, like November, where it's very, very busy. But even in November, when it was very, very busy, I blocked out two hours of those weeks um, Good for you. to do my runs. Yeah. 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 Well done. I was well, selfish about it, if that's the right word to you. Yeah, I was selfish yeah. about it. It had to become my time. And that I, is, suppose, I, I, I suppose I'm coming from when we say, you know that you're always at others' beck and call and you're always there for them and you're kind of, you know, no matter what, it's all about everybody else at times. Now, they probably say, no, mom, it's about you too, yeah. you know, but, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Can I, can I jump in on that for a second? Absolutely. So just a few thoughts on that, Jordan. And this is one that I see. It's, it's very, very common with parents. The question I would ask you is, if you don't make time for yourself, where are you going to go? In terms of like, think back to what Martina said at the start of the call, how she was feeling at that particular time. Absolutely. Probably um, quite frustrated and annoyed and hard done by at times. And, and what effect does that have on the people around you? Absolutely. Oh, there's no doubt about it because you can be snappy and kind of, oh, for God's sake, you know, just. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's then look at the flip side of that. So Martina is showing up today and she's feeling incredible. Her confidence is back. Her energy is good. She's thinking a lot better. She's already said even in work, there's a huge knock on effect. What effect would that have for you? Let's say even on your family life, the people around you, if you had. 50% more energy and you're feeling absolutely amazing and your confidence is back and you're feeling like your mood is a lot better. What would the knock on yeah. be? I suppose, I suppose for me at the moment, um, I, well, I had one boy here all through COVID doing college through COVID and he was finding it quite difficult at times. And, you know, our whole lives revolved around him. And he's gone off now to university in North Carolina for six months. So mm -hmm. he's gone. And I'm realizing, you know, I could be having a great time here. You're having a better life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 just a bit different. But yeah, like that, I mean, I wouldn't have been as kind to myself for the I'd have, most of my energy would have been worrying about my boys you know, for the last two years or two and a half years. So now, and like Martina, I put on a stone and a half weight and I need to lose it now. I need to start and change my own mindset, you know, so I can really resonate with, with what Martina says. And like that, Martina, I have an awful busy job as well. So, you know, that's the way it goes, you know, but yeah. Uh, incredible share, incredible share, Geraldine. Really appreciate yeah. that. And I just want you to recognize like that it's not selfish to look after yourself because I think that's yeah. um, a misconception where parents, especially, I, I see it a lot with parents, they feel bad about actually putting time into themselves, look after themselves. But ultimately, you have to recognize the impact that it's having on everybody around you as well. And once you're the best version of you, everybody is yeah. benefiting from that. It's not just you. So I think that's the biggest shift in terms of mindset that you need to start yeah. thinking that way that, like, yes, I'm benefiting, but actually, Martina's already pointed out earlier, relationships with everybody improves. Even her work, she's performing at higher levels, cognitive function, mentally, she's probably thinking a lot better. The brain fog is gone. Like it's a huge, huge knock-on effect. So just to recognize that you, you're probably coming from the perspective of, I want to lose weight and am I selfish taking all the time for myself? Look at the impact that it's having on a broader context. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so for jumping on. I really appreciate that. Thank anybody you. else got anything, guys, that you want to ask or you want to chip in with while we're here? 
I'll leave I'll leave that chat box open for maybe another 30 seconds because I'm sure Martina at this stage wants to get out of that stadium and get home. She's had a long day. I know she was on WhatsApp this morning early, so she has had a long day. Yeah. Guys, anybody, anybody, anything you want to ask? I think we're good. Nothing coming through. I think Sinead put something in there, Alan. Oh, sorry. The um, there. Yeah. Do you think accountability within the group is another factor to your success? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I think I touched off that earlier on, you know, uh, you feel an ownership or if that's the right word to use, or you feel you, you do, you feel accountable to the people who are in the Elevate group as well. You know, I mean, I want to show <clears throat> the best side of me and what I've done. And, and I love seeing people's posts when you know they they've had an amazing week and even the honest posts when they haven't you know and I think it's so important that everyone um you know kind of supports both encourages the, the great posts but also you know supports the ones where people have had a bad week and I, I think you know I talked about journaling that in itself maybe is a form of journaling you know you're putting something up about how your day is gone and people have come to, or you've come to on other people's days and, and it gives you an opportunity to reflect as to how you're doing and and what your progress is um but it does i definitely think i hold you more accountable when you're when you're posting it on a daily basis i hold you much more much more accountable yeah 100 100 because even something as simple as posting your steps up if you're doing it all the time you're making sure that i'm hitting those steps if i'm going to be putting them up there and i think then it's like after a while you're going okay, I have to get these steps done because if I don't post now, people are going to notice. <laughs> like I have to get them in. So like, the, I always think the more support, the more accountability you have around you, the better you do. So absolutely great shout. Um, yeah, and again, like the, the live events are a huge part of that as well. Again, you're getting to know people and you feel even more accountable to them because it's that whole team feeling around it. So yeah, yeah absolutely epic. Anybody else got anything, guys? Are we good? I'll leave it open for about 20 seconds. And if I don't see Anthony coming in, we're going to shut it off. Can we get a little bit of love from Martina in the chat, please? Because I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. I loved that. I thought there was so much gold in that. I really did. So a little bit of love in the chat for her, please. And thanks, guys. Um, and let's see. Thanks a million, Martina. Sorry, I keep typing in chat. <laughs> it's easier to jump on mic. Cheers, Jeremy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to talking. <laughs> same, same here it's the easiest way um, yeah amazing Martina loved hearing your story thanks so much Martina brilliant yeah I think the guys enjoyed that the guys enjoyed that as much as I did um, I'm going to put the recording back in the Facebook group tomorrow and we will pop this out on the podcast as well so if you're listening on the podcast drop us a little message on social media let us know what you thought let us know your key takeaways and if you enjoyed it um, well done Martina incredible stuff loved hearing your journey yeah, so amazing person. Absolutely. Like, guys, it's just inspiring for everybody when we share each other's stories. And this is why I want you just to use the Facebook group, like be vulnerable, be open, be honest, post stuff, because you can see it's it's inspirational. Like Martina's been so open and honest today. And a lot of you are probably feeling inspired by it and you're ready to go off and run through walls tomorrow. So absolutely incredible. Okay, Martina, from me, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate that. That was absolutely awesome. You've been an absolute joy to work with over the last couple of years. And look, we're still going to smash this mini marathon in June. Isn't yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Alan. Cheers. Good night. Cheers. Thanks a million, Martina. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Loads of gold in that. So much information. It's such an inspiring story. If you enjoyed it and you feel like you would like to do something similar to what Martina has done and Elevate might be the right program for you, I would love to have a conversation with you. Please shoot me a message on social media. Look up Alan Williams Coaching, Instagram, Facebook. Just drop me a message. Tell me you listen to the podcast and you might be interested in working together and I will get back to you and we'll have a little conversation. So I look forward to hearing from you and speak to you all again soon.